Okay. I love sharing the behind the scenes with you. And um, (laughs) I'm cracking up because I wish that I could sit here and say that last episode was perfectly in line with what we're going to share today. So in episode 205, we talked all about business planning, like what a business planning retreat looks like. And the reason why I'm bringing it up here today is because I'm actually getting very intentional with the strategy behind everything that I'm doing in my business. And the fact that this episode, the interview today landed right after that one was a beautiful coincidence because today we're talking all about the strategy behind funnels and how to set up some really cool stuff on the back end. And it's not super complicated. And I know you're like, hallelujah, tell me more. So let's get right to it. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? So like I said in the beginning, I know that you are going to love today's conversation. So I have my guest today, Susan Leonardson, who helps digital entrepreneurs make more money with their expertise and services by presenting their message in a way that converts leads to buyers. She is a work-from-home mom with three kids ages eight and under. I mean, come on. We know she's busy, right? She's got a lot of things going on with three kids eight and under. I totally get it. She's an anti-hustler and an advocate for taking imperfect action and figuring it out along the way. So I was lucky enough to be on Susan's podcast earlier this year, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes. So crystalprofit.com slash episode 206, you can find my conversation that I had with Susan on her podcast, but this was just such a fun and kind of eye-opening conversation that I wish I would have heard whenever I was first starting, because I think that we tend to overcomplicate things. I mean, I guess not everyone does. I know I do. So I'm sitting here like, if you're anything like me, maybe you overcomplicate a few pieces of the puzzle when it comes to creating your podcast. And I love how Susan was able to simplify so many things whenever it comes to strategy and building funnels and really just laying the groundwork, the foundation for creating an online business. So here is my conversation with Susan Leonardson. All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I'm so excited to introduce you to my new friend, Susan. So welcome to the show, Susan. I'm so happy to be here and to be with your audience. And I'm really excited to talk about podcasts and funnels, which we'll get into soon. So thanks for having me. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I we crossed paths because I was recently on Susan's podcast, which I think it's going to be airing at a later date. We will always let you know whenever the podcast episodes drop, but you have to go check out Susan's podcast because, I mean, it's just so fun to have conversations with other entrepreneurs, but 
you know, I'm going to geek out when I talk to a fellow podcaster. (laughs) So that's where I want to start. Like, tell us a little bit about how you got into your online business and how you started your podcast. How'd you know it was time? Like all, all the things about your journey. Yeah. So I'll try to give it like a short version of the story. Um, cause a lot has happened. So I, I have, it was, it was January 1st of 2019. So not that long ago. And I was kind of at a crossroads. I was like, okay, I've been, I I actually came from MLM, like direct sales, um, business where I was just trying to, you know, casually trying to bring in some income for my family, but I had been doing it for a really long time. Um, and I was kind of at a crossroads. I was like, okay, I either keep going with this or I, do something else and like actually create a business that's my own. Cause I think that's what I was missing was I want something that's my own. I don't want to be selling other people's stuff. Um, and so I just happened to have a friend reach out that needed some kind of like VA type work done, like cleaning out her email and like getting her contacts in order, that kind of stuff. I was like, sure, I'll do that for you for like 15 bucks an hour or something is what I charged her. Um, and like a week later, I guess Facebook knew that I was doing that now because all of a sudden I saw an ad <laughs> for, um, hey, start your own freelance business and become a VA. <laughs> and so I actually jumped in on that program January 1, 2019, and totally switched to becoming a freelancer. Um, I'll jump to where through that program, I connected with another um, online entrepreneur uh, who has a course on creating and designing sales funnels. And since I was a teenager, I had this love of websites and like playing on blogs and like going and redesigning. Like I had a blog just so I could go in and, and design it and then redesign it. <laughs> I didn't actually blog, just I wanted to create logos and stuff. <laughs> um, and so uh, jumped into that. I, the moment that I saw, I was like, okay, this is for me. This is what I want to do. I'm going in and I'm going to learn how to turn this into a business. So I did that. And that took me to where I'm at today um, in, in having a sales funnel agency where I help other entrepreneurs learn how to implement funnels into their businesses so they can have a profitable online business. Um, podcasting was in there uh, kind of just you know, when you're going through this journey of learning how to have a business online, you kind of realize like you kind you need to be publishing content in some way. And obviously from me having a blog and not actually writing up anything on it ever, I'm not a typer. I'm not a, I don't like to write out stories and, and, and content. Um, at the time I didn't really want to be doing video. And so the opportunity presented itself to launch a podcast and I was like, okay, well, I guess if I don't want to write and I don't want to be on video, the next best thing is to just be behind the scenes and just talk. Because I like to talk. I just didn't, you know, wasn't confident in my video skills at the time. Um, and so that's kind of how that fit in. I honestly didn't know what the podcast was going to be used for other than I knew I needed a publishing platform and I knew I had a business now. So like, okay, let's move forward and figure out how to make them work together. <laughs> so oh that was, that's kind of my quick journey. And now I'm, and now we're here. So I actually, um, uh, launched my podcast July of 2019. I think it was July 6th or something like that. I don't remember the exact date. Um, when we, when I launched, so I've been doing it for over a year now. 
And what's the name of your podcast? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So the name of my podcast is Amplify Your Impact. So at the time, I was still really new and young in my business, my my uh, funnel build, building business. Um, and I wasn't quite sure how I was going to make them connect. I just knew going through the process of figuring out, okay, what's my podcast going to be out be about? I knew the type of people I wanted to be having conversations with. Um, and that uh, was me d- deciding like, okay, I want to be talking to people that are using their businesses to make an impact, a bigger, grander mission, not just you know, make, I, I need to earn money. I need to have an income. Um, and right. I need to sell these things. It's more of like, okay, I have a business, but the reason I have my business is to, you know, help X, Y, Z, like the bigger picture. Um, so that's really where I started it in that it didn't really connect with my funnel building business at the time, other than I learned, um, that the people that I could be interviewing, the people that have these businesses that are already making an impact were actually potential clients. So that's right. my main way that I used my my business. So while or my podcast. So while my podcast really has nothing to do with sales funnels at all, either although I occasionally talk about them and I occasionally have guests on that we talk about those things. Um, it's really kind of like a general online business podcast. But I, I am able to use it to connect with people that are needing my services. So that's kind of how I use it with my business, even though it really has nothing to do with my business. It's more of a marketing oh. tool than an information tool to my clients. I love it so much because this is actually super smart. And I I, I want to like, we're going to put a pin in this for a second yeah. because I want to know chronologically, like I'm, I'm such a, like a numbers person. I like to think about things. So how long were you doing? Cause it sounds like you started out doing kind of virtual assistant work, but yes. then you shifted to being super specific on funnels. So where was that crossroads at? Yeah. So that was, it happened really fast. So January 1st went into a VA program, Actually, the saw the a program to learn how to do um, the funnels. It like I don't know within the week of joining that because she literally had it was like a a presentation within that course that I was in for the the VA freelancing stuff. Um, it was like a partner that she had and she was being an affiliate for. And I was like, okay, well, I just bought this one. I can't go and buy that one yet. Like, let me get into this other program first and learn some business skills for freelancing. Um, but then it was just always there in my head. I'm like, if I'm going to be building a business and I already know that that's what I want to do, like what's stopping me? Why can't I just go and start learning that skill right now? And so it was like two weeks later. So it was like two weeks into that, I was like, you know, I'm just going all in um, and just and did. And a month after after joining that other program and learning that skill and um, and starting to like get some traction with it, it was like a month month or six weeks, I would say about six weeks where I had already had a couple of clients. I had already earned the amount of money back from both of those courses combined. I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing. Um, and then of course it was July when I was like, okay, let's, let's, well, it was end of April when I was like, I need to launch podcast. And then it was July when I actually did launch the podcast. So like things happened really, really quickly. And I'm glad you asked that question. Cause I talk about this too. Sometimes on one of my episodes on my podcast, I talk about like if you just start taking action, and even if you're not even sure like where you're going with it, if you just start taking the action and then being willing to pivot as you're going, 
so much can happen and so much can change in such a short amount of time. Like that was, that was not that long of a, of a time period and it hasn't even that long ago. And now I have, you know, a full on agency. So that's so crazy. <laughs> crazy. And that's why, that's why I wanted to ask, because it sounds like, you know, when you said something about VA, I was like, VA stuff, what? where did that come from? What are you talking about? I didn't know yeah. you did any of that. So it's so interesting. And this is the part that I really like to talk about on the podcast is, understanding people's stories. Cause I totally agree with you. Like if you just start taking action, like do those little baby steps that you're like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know where it's going to play into the big scheme of things, but I know that this feels right. Whether it's a sales course or it's something on like starting a podcast, you're like, I just, I know I need to do it. I have no idea what I need to talk about, but I'll figure it out whenever it yes. goes along. I want it. So now I want to go back to your podcast topic, because I think this is so smart. And I really haven't heard of a lot of people that do this. Of course, I teach a lot of entrepreneurs how to use their podcast as the marketing arm of their business, you know, reach potential clients, pull them in, you know, figure out ways that you can help them or show them how you can work together. But I love that you are reaching out to your potential clients and you're like, let's come, like, just come talk about the podcast yeah. like, or, you know, talk about what your business does on the show. So was that something that just kind of unraveled organically or did you have some intentionality behind that? There was definitely some intention. So when I launched my podcast, I had a mentor that was helping me and this was kind of his plan and how he helps people uh, kind of figure out how to, how do you make your podcast work with your business? So it was, it was um, not my idea by any means, um, but it's a pretty simple one, right? Like you just, once you realize like, oh, the people that I'm talking to can be my potential clients. Like, oh, that makes so much sense. Because then I, you know, when you're starting a new business, you really don't have any credibility. You don't have any authority. Um, and you're just kind of like spinning your wheels, trying to get something going, trying to get anything to happen. It's really sometimes when you have like a service-based business or coaching business or something along those lines, it's hard to get your clients when you are new. Um so the podcast was a great, great way to almost instantaneously create that authority. Like I, I um, did my launch. I launched eight episodes. So I had interviewed eight people before publishing all of them all on the same day. And I got to use that as leverage. Like even though I think only two of the eight people that I interviewed for that actually knew who I was when I asked them to be on, on the show. Um, the other ones, either I got connected with through other people, or I just straight out, straight reached out to them. I was like, Hey, I'm launching a new podcast and I want you to be part of my launch. Um, and there's, it's going to be a huge launch. So there's going to be likely a lot of people listening to your episode. Like who's going to turn that down. Right. right. <laughs> um, you know, I told them like, Hey, my goal is to get into the top uh, 200, 100 of biz of the business category. Um, and so like, it's kind of not very many people are going to say no to, even if they have no idea who you are and it's a brand new podcast, like people are willing to, to be the first on something. And I think also like keeping in mind when you go and listen to a new podcast, oftentimes you scroll 
all the way down to the first episodes and you start at the bottom, you know, once you know it's a podcast you want to be diving into, you go and you listen from the beginning. (laughs) What other platforms can you do? Do you do that? And you don't do that on YouTube. You don't do that on Facebook. You don't go to the very first things they ever posted. And so when people are, you know, the first few episodes of your podcast, they know that it's going to get listened to a lot because everyone goes to the, to the end or to the beginning and listens to them. Um, So that's like just a lot of, a lot of leverage to be able to get that going. Um, And that just turned into them referring to me to more people. And uh, one of those, so two of those that I interviewed were actually um, the freelancing course creator coach. She was one of my interviews. And then um, the, the, the sales funnel coach, she was my, one of my other interviews. So I was able to like reach out to them because they kind of knew my name. I had bought their things. And so they were willing to, but then one of them, um, I got connected, uh, to through, uh, through one of the coaches and she became one of my clients and is still one of my clients today. So like it definitely works, (laughs) but so now it's just kind of an icebreaker. It's like, Hey, I know that you're, that that person is probably a really good fit for my business how do I start that relationship with them? How do I start the conversation with them just to see like who they are, kind of get them to know who I am. And a podcast is the perfect option for that because there's not any pressure. You're not having a sales conversation with them. You're literally just talking to them and, and getting to know them. And when you're interviewing someone that you often uh, are opening up to you about certain things, if you're asking them the right questions. And so just by them being a little bit vulnerable on the podcast makes them feel like there's a relationship there. Like, even though you're barely talking, like right now, Crystal's barely talking, I'm doing all the talking, but still <laughs> I on this side, I'm going to feel like, Hey, like Crystal and I are like friends now. Like she can come and ask me for things. And I'm going to be like, cool. I've talked to Crystal a lot. I'm going to, you know, do whatever I can to help her. So it's, it's like that kind of relationship that you're building. And then later on that could turn into a business relationship. I love this so much. Like I am just, I'm like salivating over you talking about your launch and all the things. Like these are the things I geek out on. So thank you so much for sharing so much of the details because there's so many people listening right now. They're in the creation stage or they're in the launch stage. And like, I I just, I imagine several people just with like a notebook or there's Google Docs (laughs) that are just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. So thank you for sharing all of that. But you know, like what you were talking about, like if you reach out to these people, of course they're going to say yes, because they're like, oh, it's free publicity. Like, because if you're talking to an audience, maybe their people aren't in your audience yet. And so it's like, they have this opportunity to list build or to get in front of people that they would have never had an opportunity to get in front of. So that's another perk to starting a podcast and getting it out there and getting these people that you're like, Hey, come on, come be on my show. Like, let's talk about all the fun things. So totally agree with that. But I want to switch gears for a second because we've been talking about funnels and sales (laughs) funnels. And I know that there are some people listening that are just like, hold up, what? wait a minute, <laughs> what are y'all talking about? So I told Susan before we started, like her and I both understand all these things at a very high level and we could geek out on all the techie stuff and all the fancy things. But I told her, I really want to take it, like strip everything down to the basics. So tell me what your definition is of a funnel. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I know we, get, we, we are only working with audio here. So I want you to picture in your mind an actual funnel, you know, the traditional sense of a funnel that, you know, the definition of a funnel, the thing that you helps you get um, 
a lot of stuff into a smaller hole to get into the more stuff. So I picture that and think of the things that you're putting into your funnel are your people, your traffic, the people that you're trying to um, get to whatever it is you're trying to get to. It could be anything. It could be something you're selling. It could be something you're not selling. Um, and in a funnel, there's imagine like there's a series of steps, right? There's, you know, there's a, a wide area of the funnel all the way down to a really narrow part of the funnel. So when we translate that over to what we're talking about with sales funnels and online, um, we're, so what we're actually talking about is like a, a, a version of a website. And I'll break down what the difference is between a funnel and a website in just a moment. But um, the purpose of a funnel is to get your people from one end to the other end, just like with the, a funnel that you're putting in a jar from the top to the bottom, one end to the other end. And in the beginning, you're going to have a lot of people And then at at the end of your funnel, you're probably not going to have as many people taking that action. So let's, let's break that down a little bit. Um, Well, well, let me back up. Let's do funnel versus website. So, cause everyone knows what a website is. We all land on websites all the time. A website, as we know, is it usually has a lot of buttons on it. It has um, a navigation bar at the top where there's many links to click on, um, Usually there's, you know, if, if the person has a blog, it links to their blog. If they have a podcast, it's linking to their podcast. If they have a store, it's linking, you know, so it's linking to all these different things, um, kind of like a, a hub for all of their stuff, right? A funnel is different in that each page only has one action for someone to take. Well, really two actions. They can either take the action that they're, you're telling them, like click the button, or they can leave. That's the other alternative. Um, so if you've ever landed on someone's page where it's literally just like an opt-in, like you're trying to get like a free download or something, a free resource, and you land on the page and it's like, okay, input your name, input your email, click this button, and we'll send it to you. There's no other options. There's no links to any other things on those pages. That's part of a funnel. It may not be the beginning. It may be somewhere in the middle because actually a funnel can start even on social media. Basically, it's the journey that you're taking people through. So, um, so, so that's one example of a funnel is, is like an opt-in. Um, when we're talking about making sales through a funnel, we would talk about, you, you would still be offering like one thing. So if let's say that you have a course, but you also have like an ebook that you created and you also have the free download, Um, you wouldn't be offering all of those things on one page. You would figure out what's the most logical sense for my customer to receive these things or be offered these things to get them where I'm trying to get them to, which might be your course or it might be your coaching program. Um, You're not going to offer, typically, you're not going to just offer someone that has no idea who you are, your coaching program that costs $2,000. Um, you're going to start with something a little bit smaller to get them to like know you a little bit more, know the value that you're giving. So usually you would start with something that's free or low cost. And this is just one method of a sales funnel. There's actually plenty of ways to sell the high things first. <laughs> uh, but to keep things simplified, just imagine you're starting off like giving them the free thing. And then they they input their email address. And um the next page is like, thank you. Go check your inbox for the free thing that I'm, that I'm going to give you. But you don't just end it there. On that page, you can offer them the next thing. Maybe you have like a $7 um, 
ebook or something. So maybe give them a PDF for the free thing and then like a $7 ebook for the next thing. And you can offer it to them right away. So um, I actually have a metaphor that I stole from, from my <laughs> sales funnel coach for explaining a little bit better what a funnel is. Um, so I want you to imagine uh, going into a grocery store. And when, when we're going into this grocery store, our only goal is to go in and get what we need to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And when you go into the grocery store, they have way more than we need to make this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Uh, but we, so, so what happens? We, this happens to me all the time, right? You go into a store, you get sidetracked. You're like, oh, we need Oreos too. And oh, we need some milk. <laughs> all those things that you don't really intend to buy. Or you're a little bit overwhelmed you didn't make a list and you forgot what you went into the store to get. And so you leave with not the things that you wanted to actually get. And so a funnel would be like someone taking your hand in the store and saying, Hey, what are you needing today? Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. Let me take you right to the bread. Cause you, we know that you need bread. So here's the bread. Do you want to buy it or not buy it? And you're like, okay, well, I know I need bread for my sandwich. So yes, I'm going to buy it. They're like, okay, now you need peanut butter. Do you want to buy the peanut butter? Like, yes, I need the peanut butter. So that would be like the next page, right? The next product that they're offering you. Like, okay, well, we need jelly too. Do you want to take this jelly? Like, yes, I need the jelly too. Um, and then the genius of a funnel, because now we have everything that we need for the sandwich, right? But the genius of a funnel is that sometimes your customers don't know what the next thing is that they need. Sometimes you know what they need before they do. And so you can convey that in your sales messaging and uh, help them understand like, okay, I just solved this problem for you, but you don't even know yet. You're going to have this next problem that you're going to need solved also. So like back to our store analogy, we've got all the ingredients for our, our sandwich, but then that shopper helps you to realize like, Oh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Okay, well, I also like maybe I need a knife to go and make that. So, do you need a knife to go and actually implement making the sandwich? <laughs> and then it's it, the next thing could be like, you know what, you're going to need some napkins. You know, those are messy. You might need some napkins to clean up after. So, you can kind of see like a funnel is like a, someone, a personal shopper, like basically taking your customer, your prospect, or your lead. And guiding them through the sales process, taking them by the hand, only giving them the options that they need in that moment. And once they have decided to take those options and move forward, presenting the next problems that they don't even know that they're going to have, but they are going to have, and you are there to help solve those problems too. So that's kind of in a nutshell. Hopefully that was understandable. Um, that's what a funnel is. I love it. I love, I'm just sitting here like, tell me more because <laughs> first cool? of all, I love going to the grocery store and I have not been in a grocery store in like, but like twice this whole year, which just makes right. me so sad because of everything. <laughs> but I'm like, I, it's the perfect analogy because it's so true. Like people assume, especially like I will use my, like what I do with podcasting, they will assume that, oh, well, equipment is going to be my biggest issue. It's going to be my biggest challenge. And I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> your biggest challenge is actually going to be content and understanding your listener and who you're talking to. And like, so it's almost like this, like Trojan horse approach, you know, it's like 
people assume, and maybe that's like what is at the top of your funnel, whether it's your podcast or your freebie or whatever it may be, what you share on social media is like, this is your initial problem. What's what you can see on the surface. And then it's like the iceberg approach, you know, it's like, here's actually all the issues you're going to have on this journey, but let's walk through this. So I love, I'm such an analogy metaphor person. So that, that made total (laughs) sense to me, but, um, so like before, well, before you go, go into the next question, just going to say for that exact scenario that you're talking about, your situation of like, okay, people are like the first thing that they think that they need is like the equipment. So that would be the perfect opportunity to, um, so there's this, this saying, like give them what they want or, or like present to them what they want, but then give them what they need. Something like that. I probably butchered that. But so what they were wanting is advice or like, tell me what equipment I need to have a really good podcast, but that's not what they need. So you can have like the, um, a a free thing or something of like, um, get like my, uh, top three microphones to use for your podcast or, you know, like you're, you're creating a, you're creating the thing that they want, but then on the back end of that, you're like, okay, now I've told you what you're wanting to find. But have you even thought about what content you're going to be putting on your podcast? Like buy this thing that I have that's going to help you figure that out. So you can kind of see how you, yeah, you present what they want, but then be there to, to provide for those needs that they don't even realize that they have. Yeah, that's so good. It's, and it's so smart. And I, I love looking at it like a journey. You know, it's not just, you know, you're a customer, let's buy this thing, let's have a transaction, and then we're done with. It's like, no, how can you bring somebody into your world so you take them on a journey with you? And I mean, y'all, you have the potential to have customers for life. Or like you said, you know, you have a client that you've been working with for a long time now. And that's what I think is the beauty of having an online business and being able to come up with different offers over the course of your business and not just have one thing and you're like, oh, I'm just this one-stop shop. Like that's what Target's for, right? That's what Walmart's (laughs) for. That's what Amazon's for. Like we want you to create businesses that can take your people on a journey that helps them have that transformation that everybody's looking for. And I just, I I love that so much. So I love the journey metaphor as well. Yes. But so my, my question would be, um, because I know we kind of talked about websites and what the difference is between a funnel page and a web. And I love that so much because there's, I have landed on many funnels gone wrong. We'll call them that. Like, <laughs> gone wrong to yeah. where you're right. Like there's, there's a whole navigation and I'm like, oh, well, I don't have to do this. So I can just go over here and actually find what I'm looking for. But for someone that's listening and they're like, well, so do I have to have a full blown website to set up a funnel or can I just use, cause I always tell our listeners that they can go, if they go with Buzzsprout as their hosting provider, they actually provide a website. So would they have to have something totally separate if they wanted to set up a funnel? So there are definitely platforms that are made for creating funnels. Uh, my favorite and the one that I always use when, with my clients is ClickFunnels. There's so many out there though. That one I just love because it's it's easy for my mind to use. Um, but uh, you don't have to have a website for your podcast 
to, I guess it depends on what your purpose is, what your, um, where you're trying to direct people to. So I, I'm, I'm assuming that everyone that's got a podcast listening, you have some sort of call to action, something at the end of your episodes that you are leading and directing people to. So actually in this situation, your podcast is the very beginning of your funnel. Um, that is where you are bringing in the mass amount of people, you know, the larger part of your, of your funnel. And some of them are going to take that action. Now with you, if your action is sending them to a website for a lot of those people, that's where it's going to end because you sent them to a website and you, they aren't really sure what the next step is going to be, you know, where there's confusion, uh, people aren't going to take action. And so if you're sending them to somewhere where there's multiple things for them to look at, multiple things for them to do, oh, should I download her freebie? Should I get on a call with her? Should I uh, go follow her on Facebook for a little while before I decide what I'm going to do? Like if you're offering too many different things, then most people are going to just take a look at it and leave. Unless, you know, there's always those people that are like, you know, our fans and they're just going to go and do all of the things. Um, but you would have much better numbers, much higher success rate of getting people to do what you're wanting them to do. If instead that call to action was like sending them. And I'm sure if you've interviewed people on podcasts and you know, most, most people have like something free to give your audience or some sort of resource. That's like, that's part of their funnel. Um, it should be on a landing page where the only action that they're taking is for that one thing. And if that means you're just getting their email address in exchange for that, so you can be building your audience, building your list and community, that's a pretty good transaction for just going and, 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 you know, doing an interview um, or whatever, you know, whatever you, you're, you might do, or someone listening into your episode and you have your call to action at the end and, you know, a, a, a listen turns into a new person in your community. Um, so so to back up and answer your question, you don't have to have a website to be selling things, to be building an email list. Um, a website definitely has its place. And I even make them for people. Um, and we treat them more as like, I mentioned that word hub earlier. We treat them more like a central hub. It's like, okay, now I have a lot of different offerings and I have people coming to me at different points of their journey um, and so some people really, they just want to buy my coaching service without having to go get my freebie and then like work their way up to that. Like, you know, so I'm talking as if the client, um, was saying this. So some people just want those, those websites to just list out all of the things that they offer, put your podcast on there. It's more of like a profile of your things, um, and so there's definitely a place for that. But if you're actually trying to get people like new leads into your business and, and to take your offers, then the funnel is the way to go. Because again, we want to take their hand. We want to offer them only what's relevant to them at that point in their journey. That's Does that answer so your question? <laughs> yes, it does. It does. And it actually, it makes really a lot of sense. And my next question was going to be, what's the number one decision someone needs to make? But I, I think that you just answered that. It's like, what is your call to action? What is the thing that you want them to do? Do you want them to get on your email list? Do you want them to buy something that's a lower ticket item to get them into your funnel? Like, what is that decision that you need to make? And I feel like you 
yeah, I think that's the first decision. I mean, am I correct in assuming yeah, absolutely. that? And I was just thinking I could give some other examples too, because I'm always a person that loves examples. <laughs> um, I'm always asking my my people on my podcast, I'm like, okay, can you give me like real life examples of what you're talking about? They're so helpful. So we just talked about one of them of like, okay, if you're just trying to build your email list, then a free thing in exchange for an email address is like perfect. Just send them to go, get, you know, as long as they're wanting that free thing. Um, but let's say your call to action is you really just are trying to get on sales calls with people. Maybe that's your main motivation, your main thing that you need to be doing right now, not necessarily building an email list, but getting on sales calls to sell your thing, your coaching, your course, whatever it is. Um, if, if that's the case, then instead of sending them to a free thing in exchange for an email address, you could, so I have a funnel set up for mine and you guys can totally go check it out and see how it's laid out. Um, it's profunneldesigns.com and it'll take you right to, this is where I send people. So, uh, cause that's what my goal is. I want to be getting on calls with people. So they land on it and I'm still asking for their name and email address, but it's an exchange for a training. And after that training, I am inviting them to book a call with me and I have a whole application. Um, so, so here's, I'll, I'll lay it out. So you understand the exact flow of the funnel. So they, wherever I'm sending them from, it could be my podcast. It could be a social media post. It could be an email. It could be anything um, that I'm sending them to this landing page and then they land on it. I tease them with a really, really cool headline that says, hey, you're going to learn this stuff on the next page. You just need to put your information in and then you get access to it. It's totally free. Um, so then they put their information in. They land on the next page. They watch my training. It's super, it's like, I don't know, 12 minutes or something. It's pretty short. And in that training, I'm giving them some pretty good value, but I'm not really teaching them how to do anything. I'm kind of just trying to help them understand the problems that they're facing and that there's a way through their problems and I can help them with it. So that, that kind of primes people to be like, okay, well, I want to have a conversation with, with Susan because she seems to understand where I'm going through right now. Let's see what she can do. So on that page, I invite them to click on another button that sends them to the next page where I actually have my Calendly embedded. So that's my scheduler. And they can book the call right then and there. They just have to choose the date and time. And then after they've booked that call, it actually redirects to another page. So you can see there's multi lots of pages through here, but it's quick process. Um, so then the next page that they have is an application. So I actually use Typeform. I love Typeform. Um, that's embedded right on the page where I'm asking them a series of questions. So they're actually applying to have this call with me. They've already booked it. But I have the power being the business owner and, you know, the person that is deciding who am I going to talk to today and who am I not going to talk to today? If I go and I look at these answers to the questions and I decide this person's really not a good fit or they really didn't give me enough detail on their business for me to actually spend 45 minutes to an hour with them on a call, um, I have the power to cancel that call or ask them to elaborate on some stuff. Um, and so... That, that helps me protect my time, but it also is getting people on to calls with me where I can, they're already filtered. They're already kind of vetted. 
and I'm having their quality leads because I'm having them go through this process. Someone that's just kind of out there. I'm like, eh, I just kind of want to pick your brain. You know, we, you know, the pick your brain type of people. I just yes. want to pick your brain and, and use up some of your time and not really intend on buying your service or product at all. Uh, someone like that isn't going to go through all these hoops <laughs> and right. get on a call with you because during that whole process, you are funneling them, you're filtering them down so that by the time they get to that point where they're actually talking to you or actually buying your product, uh, you know that they are actually like there for you, they need you, and they are like ready to buy. That's so, so good. That's like another example, a long elaborate example of what you can do with a funnel. <laughs> no, it, it's it's just so good. And like you said, it's it may in theory, like when you're describing it in audio format, it definitely sounds like, oh my gosh, it sounds like that's a lot of work or it sounds like there's a lot of pages. But like you said, this is a process that someone can go through in, you know, less than 30 minutes, yeah. you know, watching the full training, giving their information, filling out the form, and then you have a quality lead on your end that you're like, okay, like, let's take the next step. Like you can just open up your calendar and be like, okay, cool. Like we have five calls booked today. Like, let's check these out. So that's really awesome. And I love the idea of just being able to take back control of your calendar. Like I'm all about that. So all the tools that we just talked about, I use Calendly as well. I haven't really had a need to use Typeform, but I am going to link to that in the show notes. If anybody wants to look at Calendly and Typeform, I, I, I've used Typeform several times, actually, in other people's funnels. <laughs> a lot of people I know exactly use that what one. you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> but uh, my last question for you, and then I'm actually going to give you some rapid fire questions. Okay. So that's that's my little fair warning. Okay. Fair warning. But what is what are some of the biggest challenges that some of your clients face? Like right before they're getting ready to go all in with you, right? Like they're just okay, I'm on the fence. This sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great for my business. But what usually comes after that? But what's holding them back? Yeah. So the biggest issue that I have um, with, with, with or big, biggest issue that they are having when they're talking to me about, about just jumping all in, they, I've noticed a lot of people are unsure. They're not sure about the direction that they're going. They're not sure about if it's going to work. Um, they're maybe a little fuzzy on what their strategy is even going to be. Um, and that's okay because you don't have to be the strategist in your business. You, that's why there are people out there for you to hire, to help you with those things, because your expertise is what people pay you to do, right? They they don't pay you to make funnels. They don't pay you to do emails to customers. They aren't paying you to know how to, to run ads. Um, so that's, it's okay that you don't know those things. Um, reach out to people that can help you implement those. And that's, that's, you know, that's why I'm there for my clients. Um, they're reaching out to me because they know that they, they need the system. They just don't know how to do it themselves, or they aren't even sure where to begin. And so that's really the big thing. Um, and so before we even jump in to actually building their funnels for them, um, what I do is I actually go through a whole strategy call with them where we figure out, okay, what is your, what is like, where are you stuck at in your business? What's going on with your business right now? What are your goals you're trying to get to? And what's the best 
plan of action to move forward. So I try to help them the best that I can figure out that piece so that when we are moving forward, they're not like, okay, well, I'm paying you to build a funnel that I'm not sure is going to work. And, um, you know, while we can't ever guarantee anything's going to work in life, at least we can move forward in confidence and we have a, a, an action plan in place. And we know if it doesn't work, here's what we're going to do to to change that. And we're going to keep working with it and fix it. So I think that's really the big thing. Um, it's just helping to have that confidence in, in moving forward. That's so good. And I feel like you just gave like a gift to so many people right now that are just like, that's me. Like I'm, I'm in that fuzzy stage of, you know, just trying to figure it out and just the relief that you don't have to be the expert in all pieces of your business. And that's why people like Susan have incredible businesses that offer services like this. So I'm, I'm just so grateful. This has been such a fun (laughs) conversation. We could talk about funnels and all kinds of fun things for hours and hours, but I do want to get to our rapid fire questions because these are always so much fun. So the first one that I have for you is what advice would you give to a brand new podcaster? Oh, so I didn't even get to tell you, this is not going to be rapid fire. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) I didn't even get to go into like, we were going to, I was going to talk about, um, okay, what held me up the most when I was launching my podcast and, um, the biggest fear that I had. So I mentioned earlier, like I didn't really feel confident on video and I had done them, but I didn't, it's not my love. And then I didn't like writing. So when I was like, okay, I'm going to launch a podcast. And then I was told like, okay, well, you got to go interview people. Cause that's the whole point of you having a podcast is to interview people and turn them into your clients. Um, I was like, I've never interviewed anyone in my life. How am I going to like sit there and have a conversation with someone? <laughs> and like, what questions do I ask? And, and like, what if I'm stumbling over what I'm saying? Like all these things, right? Like, what if this happens? What if that happens? Um, my, one of my very f- favorite lessons learned during this process is like, it's okay if you don't know what you're doing, because once you do it a few times, you're going to be an expert at it. Right. So I remember my very first interview that I did, I had like all of my questions written out. Um, and I was doing like the same questions for everybody. Like I was sending them the, like a form, like, here's the questions I'm going to ask you. And (laughs) so that they were prepared and I knew that they were prepared and they'd be ready to answer my questions. Um, And I was like, okay, this doesn't seem like a podcast I would listen to. So I'm going to stop doing that. (laughs) Um, But the point was that I launched it and I did them. um, And then once I got through the first few episodes, so this is actually before I even launched because I did eight before I launched. So after I did the first few interviews, um, I didn't have questions anymore. It's like, okay, well, I can just talk to these people. I don't need to. I mean, I know you're using questions, which is, I think, a really, really great thing to do. And honestly, my interviews may be a little bit better if I did have some questions. (laughs) So when you take these little steps of like discomfort, your comfort zone like grows, it grows. But I was terrified to have my first interview because I didn't, I've never done it before. Once I did a few of them, I was like, okay, this is okay. I can do this. And actually grew to really love doing it. And so my advice to answer your question in a really long-winded way is just if there's something that is scaring you from taking action, like just figure out like what's the small step of action I can take towards what I'm trying to do and just take that action. So 
I'm trying to launch a podcast, my small little action that I needed to do was just have one interview, see how it goes. And then, and then that was me getting and getting closer to that. Like, honestly, I was really terrified of having an interview with someone. And now I do them like multiple times a week. No big deal. It's actually my favorite thing to do now. Um, so I hope that piece of advice is helpful. I think <laughs> it's can- <laughs> so helpful. I think it's, I mean, and, and it goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's like, you know, just taking action. Like you'll figure it out along the way. And I, I actually have a similar story with my podcast where I started doing it one way. And then I was like, I don't like this. And like you said, like, I don't, I wouldn't listen to this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy this as a listener. So you pivoted, but you at least took action. I love it so yeah. much. Okay. So my next question, and this is a two-part question. Who is your dream podcast that you would love to be on? And what is, or who is someone who's a dream podcast guest that you would love to interview? I think that the answer might be the same for both of these questions. I would love, okay. And I have two answers. So first one is Amy Porterfield. And the second one is Jenna Kutcher. So I would love to either interview them or be on their podcast. Not that I'm probably ever going to be on their podcast. But oh, whatever. No, we got to put it interview. out into the universe. We're putting it out into the universe. It's gonna. We're going to will it to happen. That's awesome. Those are great love podcasts. It. Okay. My last question is, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? I consider myself a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> um, I, it's kind of funny that you bring that question up because I had... So during this whole journey over the last year and a half of starting my business, starting a podcast, all these things, I realized like, okay, I'm someone that doesn't take action until I have all the answers and I know how this is going to go, which is not realistic. (laughs) You can't have all the answers and you can't know how things are going to turn out. Um, And so part of my journey was last December, I actually created a course and I put it in beta. I just had a beta version of my course. So I just brought in a few people to try it. Um, and turns out I didn't like it, so I don't do it anymore. But I, around this whole launch and around this whole course that I created, I created a group called Imperfect Entrepreneurs. <laughs> and my whole thing was about taking imperfect action. And so that's just kind of like, how I live now, um, just exactly what we've been talking about, like just take the action imperfectly and go from there. Um, and so that's, that's just kind of how I try to live all the time now is, is don't be a perfectionist, <laughs> just take the action and, and it's okay if things aren't perfect. Um, cause they can always, if they need to be changed later then they can be, if not, if it's not a big deal, then it didn't need to be changed to begin with. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I think that somebody is listening right now that really needed to hear that. So (laughs) thank you so much. Oh my gosh, Susan, like I said, we could talk like forever Forever. about (laughs) podcasting and all the things, but where can everybody find you and tell us one more time the name of your podcast so everybody can go listen. Absolutely. So it's Amplify Your Impact. Um, it's on all the major places you can listen. You, I also like to hang out on Facebook right now. So if you want to connect on social media, Facebook is where I'm at Susan Leonardson. Um, and then you can always, always go to profunneldesigns.com If you're someone interested in either checking out what my funnel looks like, or if you're someone that's wanting to watch the training and book a call with me. 
I love this. And I'm going to recommend everybody go go through Susan's funnel. Like if you're trying to like really get a conceptual idea of what we've been talking about this entire interview, go check hers out because it's it's so good. Like I, I told Susan, I was like, I was looking at it before we got started and I was watching your training video and it's so good. So y'all have to go check it out. All the links to every way to connect with Susan will be in the show notes. But thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I will have to like, I don't know, we have to do this again because I just love the conversations of podcasting and funnels. (laughs) So much fun. Well, I hope you found today's conversation with Susan really helpful. I love that we talked about getting out of your comfort zone and taking that imperfect action. So if you want to learn more about Susan, make sure you go to the show notes, crystalprofit.com slash episode 206. And check out all the links of all the things we talked about here today. And I am just so excited to see what kind of imperfect action you are going to take next. But that's all I have for you today. So remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 